Well, Lola, thank you for uh, stopping by and coming on the uh, show, Curiosity. Thank you. thank you for having me. Uh, Mike and I are excited to talk to you about all your ventures mm-hmm. that um, you're you're coming out with. So first and foremost, uh, you're about to launch, um, what is it, Lola Stardust Fine Art and Coffee House? Is that the okay, name of the so business? No, so I'm about to open my coffee shop, which is Stardust Art and Coffee House. Okay. Yeah, I know it's all kind of jumbled in there but i try to keep it under the the lola stardust brand yeah okay that's awesome so what what made you decide to get into coffee well i'm a coffee shop girl i mean i since i was you know in college that's where i would anywhere i would be traveling or I mean, i've lived all over texas and i would always be in coffee shops doodling or drawing um and it was like a um unattainable dream kind of thing like no I'll never be able to do that that's just kind of like a silly thought I would have and then um with the success of my art career it kind of became a little bit more of a a, you know maybe I can do this and but it was like in my five-year plan right we'll do this later I'm comfortable here we'll do this now but I was talking to um one of my advisors and she was like I was telling her and she was like well I have this space just across the way from me that just became available and I was like let's go look at it just for funsies you know and we walk over there and I was like oh imagine you know my coffee shop here and she was like let's do it and I was like what do you mean let's do it I can't I have no idea what to do and that was that was literally um, seven, maybe seven months ago. Wow. Yeah. yeah really quick. Fast yeah. turnaround. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's crazy. And it looks great. I mean, you've been posting some of the, the painting you've been doing and, uh, it's funny. You, you probably go in there and have a, a whole vision where yes. some people wouldn't have the same art vision that you do. For so. sure. And I went in, you know, we're, we're down to the wire now. So the whole crew is going, they're working like long, long days every day to, to get it done on time. And I went in last night and I could, I mean, it really started to, it's officially coming together now. And I was just like, oh, I was hugging all the workers. Cause <laughs> I'm so grateful. Like they're working, they're away from their own families to make sure that I have what I want. You know what I mean? So they're, it's pretty amazing. What, the whole thing's amazing. What's the process look like when you're, you're deciding what coffee to, to implement in your store? So what, what, what kind of beans are you are you importing? Are you buying locally? What, what does that look like? So I have some friends, um, the McGowns, Erica and Mari McGowan. They own um, the nonprofit, the Threaded Leaf Project, and they also have a, a coffee roasting business called um, Grounded Roastery. And I was I knew them just from my work. They're one of my biggest collectors. They have a really big mansion over in Lake Jackson and it's full. They have the most paintings out of any collector that I have. They they're all over their home. Just, um, they're amazing. And, um, so when I, I had to go with them, you know, naturally, and they do all their own roasting and everything. And they're going to, they have a stardust blend that will just be (laughs) exclusive to my coffee shop. And yeah, so that part was easy, (laughs) but everything else was more difficult, but I had to go with them. Right. They're here and they're friends and they're supportive and so yeah, makes so sense. when's the grand opening going to be happening? L- one week from today, Friday. That's awesome. Well, any any big plans? Because um, we, we so we ran into you at at Brew and Bake. Mike yeah. and I are we like to say we're coffee connoisseurs. Mm-hmm. We really know nothing about coffee, so we're hoping Absolutely to get nothing. <laughs> we're hoping to get uh, educated about yeah. about coffee. So uh, what what goes into the process when you're 
when you're deciding what kind of coffee drinks to make yeah. or well I wanted um I wanted to offer an elevated coffee experience but it be approachable to people who just like to drink frappuccinos you know what I mean like mm. I don't I want to be I want to offer this learning experience but also because it's new to me as well but also have things that are comfortable for people so i am going to introduce pour overs no one else in in town's doing pour overs yet and that whole process is really beautiful there will be a specific bar that you sit at and the barista does the pour over in front of you and you get to kind of uh, learn different it's a it's a slower process so, of so drinking your coffee what's the difference between the turnover and just regular the coffee maker where you brew it in the morning what's the because a lot that's getting really big now a couple of people i follow on instagram are the are doing uh pour over pour so overs. what yeah. what, it, what it explain i don't think a lot of people know what a pour over so yeah. i don't to, at least <laughs> so i'm still learning as well okay. but you basically you have you weigh out like on a scale like to the just micro amount of coffee. You put it, uh, uh, you pour it through a strainer into one cup and it's this really pretty, oh, I wish I could tell you what it's called right now, but I'm having, uh, of course, like when I went, when I started learning about all the stuff from Mari McGowan, it was so much information. And I was just like, whoa, dude, I just like lattes. <laughs> but I do want to learn and I do right. want to, you know, be able to offer this to people. So um, we're, we're doing like more training on Monday for the record. But um, you just, you, you pour it and you get essentially one cup of coffee through this pour over process. Very nice. The temperature is super critical. The amount is critical. Everything is very right. like Wow. Exact. It's down to the, yeah. the niche. Yeah. Yes. It's very big. Um, a lot of people are doing it on mm -hmm. Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, so what else are you going to be doing? Um, so I have a really beautiful espresso machine. I've never, when I bought this thing, it's brand new. I've, that was single, single, the most expensive thing I've ever purchased in my life. So <laughs> when I hit, when I hit pay, I was like, Oh my God, this it's is happening. crazy. Yeah. I'm yeah. committed. So I have this beautiful espresso machine. So I'll do all your standard coffee shop drinks, lattes, macchiatos, espressos, all those things. And I'm also going to do blended drinks because we live in Texas. Mm -hmm. That would be silly if I didn't offer that for people. But I also have um, really fancy loose tea. So I'm going to do these tea trays that right. come in your own. You get your own little teapot and a little thing of honey and maybe some That'd cookies. Cool. And they're beautiful little trays and um, have sweets. But the big fun thing that I'm offering um, is toast. Okay. So in the morning you order um, toast and all the bread is going to be fresh made at the, at the coffee shop. Wow. Um, and you do combinations of butter, salt, and honey. And the salts, I have um, bacon cured salt, hot salt, truffle salt. Mm. Yes. Bacon, bacon cured salt? salt. Yes. That's Isn't that crazy? <laughs> yeah. You said some other ones, but bacon cured salt caught my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, you do these combinations of butter and salt and honey and so that will be offered as well. God, I, I can get overloaded on that. I thought she was going to avoca avocado toast, but you know, is that not a thing said, anymore? Like, do it. No, it is, but it's okay. like you can you can get that anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I'm just going to let everybody else have the avocado toast. And I'm yeah. going to introduce some other ideas, yeah, it's like a, some like new concepts. Another craft type bread. But yes. um, another thing I want to talk about is um, the coffee shop, what it what it is. It's, uh, I mean, it's, it isn't a gas station, an old gas station. No, right? that's Bodega. So Bodega is my neighbor. Okay. Yeah. So um, my concept specifically, of course, is a full functioning coffee shop, but I'm an artist full time and I 
I'm going to continue to be an artist full time. So once things settle, um, I'm going to go back to painting. I will have to paint as well during, but full time back to painting. So my studio is built in the coffee shop. So I'll be there working anyway, but I'll be back in my studio painting while all the hustle and bustle is going on around me. That's great. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned too before it's going to be like a, um, it, it butts up to a bar or something, right? So you're going to be doing like a little, like a bar event too, or? So it is, I am offering BYOB because okay. I don't, I'm not a big drinker, okay. um, but I do I, I enjoy a glass of wine here and there and a nice beer. And I know everyone else does as well. Right. So, but I don't want to, I want to kind of offer a place that facilitates drinkers and non-drinkers. So you don't feel obligated or, you know, uncomfortable, but you can still if you want. So it'll be BYOB. And yeah, I am backed up to Bodega, which okay. is an awesome, awesome. Today's actually their one year anniversary of Very being nice. open. So I'm really awesome. proud of them. So uh, are, are you going to be uh, incorporating, you, you mentioned bread, but are you going to be doing food? Um, mm -hmm. Kind of a, like a, a small menu? Yes. So I'll do um, some sweet treats and things like that, some breakfast items, and then um, meat and cheese boards. Okay. Yeah. It, what is it? Charcuterie? Yeah. yeah. I just learned that word. That's yeah. really good. I can say it now. <laughs> I can't say I it. Before. And those are, aren't those super popular now? Everyone's making yeah. their own. That's a thing. Yeah. It's such a thing. Everybody found the word out though. It was always the cheese board. Now it's charcuterie. And, charcuterie. and because of that, I've made it a point to only call them cheese boards. Like, <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a cheese Let's board. fight. Can yeah. we fight against this? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm done with it. Uh, fancy words. <laughs> yeah. Um, so... Are you going to have a, a point of contention, I guess, um, is, uh, is vegan friendly and, 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 you know, non-dairy products. Are yeah. you, you going to have stuff like that I too? Am, I'm vegetarian. I've okay. been for eight years. So I, I definitely, you know, want to facilitate that as well. So I'll offer some gluten-free bread. So I bought, I have all these bread makers. So okay. we'll set bread all day long running in the bread makers and going, so I'll do some gluten-free. Um, and of course, much of the food is vegetarian. Um, but in terms of the vegan stuff, like two people have asked me, you're the third person. Right. So I know there's not a high demand for it, but because of, because I want to be, because I am me, I want to offer that eventually. Right. So I would like to, I'll, I'll do some more research on getting some fun vegan stuff in there. I'm not. I'm not a vegan, but Mike. Mike is a vegan. I had so. to have been one of the three people. <laughs> if not, you're not yeah. counting me, and you have four. No, there's four. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like to say I, I dabble in veganism, um, but not the healthy side of it. We um, we we like to eat sloppy vegan, but it's it's cool to say. Well, yeah, it's kind of healthy. It's yeah. vegan, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. Right. It's ethical. Um, mm -hmm. Well. What was I going to say? Uh, oh, the bread. Um, mm -hmm. Are you a professional bread maker? Or no. did you, where'd you learn this? No. <laughs> In fact, that's part of, that's one of my stressors. That's on like my big list. <laughs> yeah, it's a big deal. So <laughs> I have these bread makers and I, from what my friends have told me that have them, you, you literally just like put the ingredients in and press start and it yeah. does all the stuff. Oh. So, so like a few weeks ago, I was like, okay, I want to do this. And I'm not, um, let's, I'm not a cook in any way. I make like frozen pizzas and I'm pretty content. Really? Oh yeah. You're this fancy artist though. I'd imagine you just whipping up. I don't have up. time. If there yeah. was like an extra three hours in a day, sure. I might be able to get into cooking, but there is no time. For some reason, I picture you making a killer lasagna. Uh, I don't know no, why. I never made lasagna. No. <laughs> lasagna. I don't know I why. Don't even like lasagna. <laughs> Got that one wrong. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, 
So I was like, I'm going to make some bread. So I, I unpackaged one of them and I was looking at the, the directions. I was like, I didn't know what half the things <laughs> were in the ingredient. I was oh, like, no. I, I literally, I, and I'm not like, I've made muffins and stuff. I'm like, I don't even know what any of this is. Okay. I'm taking it to the store. And I gave up immediately. Really? So yeah. So this week. I have to get that machine, but Going. I need help. I need to. I need one hundred percent need help. I can get my mom down here. Did Did your mom have the bread, the white bread machine maker growing up? Not mine. No, <laughs> not mine. My mom would be so proud, and she's going to be mad at me saying it, but she'd be so proud of herself making this bread. But it was mm-hmm. exactly what you said. She'd she'd roll roll the dough, so she'd knit it or whatever, and then mm-hmm. put it in this machine and press start and then it'd be ready by dinner and like, isn't the bread good and like yeah it's good yeah bread. yeah it tastes but, like bread yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> bread's a process that's what i want to ask yeah. it's that you can really mess it up and it can be yeah you can you can screw it up but um i've got days to figure it out yeah you, <laughs> no you put a lot of trust in your friend too you're like all right i'll just buy this it, it sounds like i could do it yeah, yeah. It, i think so my friend who has him who's who um he makes loaves every day he says it's like 12 cents or something after he calculated um, the process, it, it's like 12 cents worth of, worth of ingredients. And you literally just, once you know exactly how much of what, you just throw it in. You don't even have to knead it. It does all that for, this Holy machine's cow. cool. And nice. you can add like nuts and toppings and all sorts of stuff. That sounds that's really good. good. It sounds consistent too. Yeah. Like it's, once you get the hang of it, it'll yes. always be the same. And yes. that's what you want to so build your customer base. Let's talk about the sweets. What kind of sweets are you going to yeah, have? Yeah, that's a good question. So I have right now, I'm, I love macaroons so mm. much. They're so sweet and mm, pretty. So I have tons of beautiful macaroons. I have these, um, when I was ordering some of the product, I found these Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> and, mm. uh, you know, ri- we've all had rice. Yeah. Uh, we haven't. Was, <laughs> I don't think we have. Oh, no. by that face. My, so this one that I, I sampled one, of course, um, in the, it's like, it's a huge brick of a, of a thing. And in the middle layer is a layer of like strawberry, um, white chocolate and then chocolate stacked no. up and it was, oh my goodness. So good. That sounds good. Yeah. So I have those coming, I have biscotti. What's um, biscotti? Um, the best way to describe it is like, almost like, <sighs> crispy bread that you dip in coffee and you can get oh, like yeah. you know oh, yeah okay. it's, it has, almost has the consistency of a crouton but it's like you they're like strips yeah. and you, you can do like cranberry or pistachio that's or, like some italian stuff i got uh, a buddy of mine's italian and his parents did that yeah it's real so fancy. fancy yeah You're it's just real, so fancy really sophisticated i'm gonna go there and do that it's gonna be on the map pretty soon yeah. <laughs> what else do you got that's i think that's that covers most of it as of right now. Is it going to be kind of a baked fresh daily thing? Like that's the, that's the a big time is. commitment. So there's all these rules in Texas about um, baking, and my kitchen's not not equipped to facilitate a full bakery today. It could be in the future, so I have to bring stuff in. The bread's one thing because I'm just you know again it's the bread ma- the bread makers, but um, I'm bringing in all my my goodies and treats from external sources. Nice. Mm-hmm. I, love I was, was going to ask, because you have a lot to do here. You're telling us all these desserts, the breads, the different coffees. I know. And you, have you done a stress test yet? Like, <laughs> yeah. Is that the 12th or is that just, you're just opening? Oh, we're opening. Oh man. Yeah, I know. I know. But I think, I think to, um, not overload myself or my staff, we're going to open with a limited menu. Okay. Just like so the, the, you know, the five drinks we are making that day are really good. And this, my staff can, 
because I'm going to be the person that's bustling around, you know, quality, making sure everybody's happy and helping this person and helping this person. But I need them to be ready to go. Right. So, yeah. Are you doing an, uh, kind of a grand opening and then or a soft opening and then shutting down for a week and rehashing? Or are you just We're doing open. it? We're just open. Wow. You're, bra- yeah. you're brave. I know. I would at least on like the 11th bring in friends and say order everything. And I'm, I'm just going to try to make all this stuff on well, time. So uh, this, this starting Monday is training. So that will kind of, once we can start screwing around with the machine a little bit, that will, I think, naturally happen. Like, hey, come over and let me make you a drink so we yeah. can just practice. Nice. Yeah. So you already got, sounds like you got your staff already. Yeah, I, I hired my staff, which was crazy. And I had to, turning people away was really hard because, oh, man, you yeah. know, yeah. I'm not, but I wanted everyone to, I think it's a really great team and. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to have them. I'm grateful to have them. That's really nice. So looking, looking in the future a little bit, what's, uh, is you have any expansion plans with the coffee if it's very successful? I imagine you got a very nice aura about yourself where people just want to be around you. So I imagine your, your coffee house is going to be really successful. So is that, is that crept in your mind? I am an insatiable person. So I always want more. And I didn't, all of these things that are coming to fruition in my life, um, are all very new. So, um, I didn't think if you would have asked me, you know, five years ago, 10 years, if this was going to be what I was doing today, there'd be, you know, of course I'd be like, no way I was lost for so long. So I would say absolutely. Yes. I'm always wanting to grow now that I know how to do it and how to present myself and how to organize my, my the business side of things because I feel like as an artist a big reason why that's just not a common career is because most creative people aren't analytical Mm -hmm. and I my mom's a chemical engineer so she's in you know some of that is in me so I like I do one of those little personality tests I'm right down the middle with creative and analytical so I think that's really important to um be a good business person as well as be good at what you're trying to do. But mm-hmm. so, yeah, of course I want to grow. Are, are you uh, forever? Are you originally from this area? Wyoming. Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I didn't think you'd be a Lake Jackson girl. No, no. I'm no. from Wyoming. What is your, your, so both of your parents are chemical engineers or in the engineering field? My dad still lives in Wyoming okay. and he's in the oil field. So he's like a wild mountain man, you know, <laughs> cowboy boots and. Uh, Reminds me of Mike. He's pretty amazing. Without all that. I looked, <laughs> I, I looked the part, but not, not amazing either. <laughs> uh, but my mom, uh, she worked, we moved down here so she could work at Dow. Okay. Um, so she's a chem- chemical engineer and she married a chemical engineer. So nice. my stepdad is. Oh, wow. you, you going into the art realm, was that kind of a, a hustle or a, well, like a, a disappointment, I guess, for your family? No, I, not that necessarily. But like when we moved here, I went through probably like a 15 year long identity crisis, like truly all throughout my, my, the end of my teenage years and all throughout my twenties until I got pregnant. I was like, I had no idea what I was going to do with my, I moved around a lot. I couldn't hold on to anything. Nothing just quite felt right to me. And I was, I was just lost. Um, and of course that frustrated my mom who was very like in the box and, You know, they, in high school, they wanted me to decide what I was going to college for. I was like, I have no idea. So I went for math and then I went for business and then I went for art and then I dropped out of all these because none Mm -hmm. of them, I was bored in in college. Um, So 
when I got pregnant, I was like, I need to find out a way that I can be home with my baby because um, I didn't want to send him off to daycare and I wanted to nurse him and all those things. So I started just doing painting parties, like when you go to, um, you drink wine, you yeah, learn. Yeah, with so a twist. What is painting with a painting twist. With a twist. So I had my own little business and I did wow. um, parties and I would literally be teaching and having, I had my little baby in my arms nursing while I was teaching these classes and everyone was so accepting and um, let me do this and it was really a, I'm grateful because that's really what started everything. So, and now that I'm, I'm in this stage or I'm opening this business, my stepdad's very proud of me. Um, My mom, we just have a, you know, we have one of those. We're just very (laughs) different. So, yeah. So, so you got into to art late, it sounds like. I did. Wow. Uh-huh. That doesn't, wow. I would expect you to be a natural. I am, but I just, again, I had no, I was so lost. I had no, I didn't know what to paint or I didn't, I wasn't investing in it in the way that I do now. And uh, so you, you're on point with you know, all your colors and the way you merge them together. Thank you. Uh, my brain doesn't work that way. So I don't know how the hell you do it. Thank um, you. But you just started and I, what made you decide you? I'm gonna do a business. Like, how did you decide with art? Because, like you said, that's a tough field. It, it and it and I suffered for a long time into it. I was very, very. Uh, I was a single mom living in a tiny apartment, trying to paint. Like my, I gave my kids the bedroom, and my room was in the living room, and my little art table was right next to my bed, and I was just hustling. And that's one thing I was thinking about this morning when I was thing about what we would talk about is, um, you know, a lot of people, especially young girls, girls that could be women as well, they're, they want to know like, hey, I want to be an artist. So what do I need to do? And I'm like, get ready to, you have to paint every single day and hustle constantly. And that's where they're like, I lose them immediately. They're like, oh, I really don't want to do it that much though. And I was like, well, then you're probably not going to be, you know, yeah, this I mean, won't be your career then. Yeah. If you don't want to make time to do stuff. The things that you think you want to do, you're, you're you, yeah. you can't be a part time half ass for person. sure. And they they're like, well, I want to be in a gallery. I'm like, it takes a long time. You don't just get to be in a gallery. Like you have to paint every day and actually show quality work because you can be a, a good artist and you can paint a face very well. But there's so many other parts. Like, is what you're painting important? Does it mean something? Because um, you there's art for the sake of art, which is like you know. Hobby Lobby art, like what you see, flowers, and people like that stuff just fine, sure. But if you want to be in galleries, like around the world, and be an international artist, you have to be painting stuff that's important and meaningful and, and most importantly, honest. Because if you're painting from your um, emotional quotient, and it's true and honest, and you're going to reach tons of other people because it's the human condition, right? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm touching a part of you that maybe you don't share with people. And that's when art is successful. That's whenever you elevate up here versus, like, you know, she's just a, she does silly murals around town. No, it's like she's in galleries in this place and this place and her work's all over. So did you, did you start out only painting or do, were you doing drawings and then that kind of transcended into painting? How did it, how did I it mean, escalate? When I was in high school, I was always doodling, you know, yeah. goofing around. I would draw people's names a lot. Um, my folders were covered in little, little dumb drawings, but I started just doing really bad paintings with my little painting, um, paint and wine business. They weren't anything remarkable because I had to 
you know, I had to be able to teach the painting to people who are non-artists. Um, and just, I did that for like two and a half years and then gave away all the equipment and started just doing commissions which facilitated me to into my first actual collection of personal work, which was a huge feat for me because I was, you know, getting these ideas through my body into my hand and to a nice painting is a whole process mm. that takes a lot of time to figure that out. Um, and once I was able to do that, then it just kind of just happened. Yeah. What would you say um, your style of art is? I, I see you can do pretty much everything, but what would, what, what do you favor? What would you rather do um, among everything? Uh-huh. So in terms of, I would say my personal work, and typically that comes through in portraiture. Um, I love doing nudes. I love doing self-portraits. Um, and a lo- I get a lot of people, non-artists don't understand that concept. Um, and I've even been accused of being... Um, narcissistic because of uh. my self-portraiture and I was like well hang on like um, ev- sure everybody uh, exhibits narcissistic tendencies in different ways like that's just part of the human condition but hold up people artists do self-portraits a because I'm a free model I'm always available I'm not gonna you know I'm I can I'm free right. um, but b this and this is the one that really means something to me is when I'm painting my own personal work it truly comes from a from my emotional quotient. And it only makes sense that I am the picture of what I'm trying to express within myself. And that's just where I'm at as an artist. It doesn't, that may evolve and change and become more abstract or become more external, but right now it's very internal. And that's me working through, you know, pathological trauma, just uh, relationships. That's just where I am right now. I bet that's very, uh, it's almost like uh, therapy for you then. Very much so, yeah. yes. And and when you do draw yourself, it looks like you're in fear a lot of the time. Uh-huh. Is that the tra- trauma you, you're talking mm-hmm. about? Mm-hmm. And it's really good. I, I was going to ask you, um, when you draw yourself, you know when you draw another person, you're like, oh, I got it. This looks like the person. Is it a little strange drawing yourself and knowing that you've got yourself? And you're like, what is that experience when you, when um, you do that? So as coming from a technical standpoint, um, you know, there's parts of ourselves that we don't like, right? Like physical traits. I try to, I try to be as honest as possible, which means I paint my little gap teeth. I paint all the little things about myself that I don't really care for because I want to be true and tell the truth. Um, but yes, I have all these portraits and they do, I'm really open and, um, forthcoming about, my story and about what my art pieces mean. So sometimes it is, a, if I stand back and look at it objectively, I'm like, oh my gosh, people know so much about my personal <laughs> life just through my work. And I'm not like secretive about it. I'm pretty like, yeah, that's what that means. You know, that happened then and that happened then. And that's what all that's about. So yeah, it's, uh, it, sometimes it's a lot. Do you think people see your art the way you do? I think, I think, Many do because I'm so vocal about what I'm painting about. Because I'm, if you ask me, I will absolutely tell you. And the angle I was getting at is um, nobody sees you like you see yourself, Mm -hmm. and you'll never know how they see you. So when you paint yourself, I I would imagine, yeah, it's it it looks a little different through your mind. Yes. And it may not look like you, but every time, every picture I see that you've done, I know that's 
partially it's the bangs, but I know my, my signature <laughs> bang. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely a brand. Like yeah. I think we talked about that before. It's um, you have a, a good look and a branding look, and you Thank look like you. an artist, definitely. Thank you. So uh, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, someone once said they were like, "I think you'd look better if you grow your bangs out." And I was like, "Well, I'm not." So <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. <Felicia>. <laughs> no. <laughs> how long? So when when you uh, paint people of other or, or, or do portraits of other people, mm-hmm. how long does that take you? Is that a one time session, or do you just get? Uh, because I'm multitasking a lot, um, a couple sessions, but I'm a really fast painter. Wow. I can whip through those, no problem. About how many do you do of those a year? Paintings? Well, yeah, of, of other oh. people. Because you said you do you do nude art, too, so I mm-hmm. imagine that takes some time. Again, I'm a really quick painter, and you learn to, and this is why I teach my students, because I teach as well, mm-hmm. um, you have to... Like our brain, like say you're going to paint a tree, like we can think in our mind space and we all know what a a tree looks like, right? We're wrong. We're so wrong. We need (laughs) reference pictures. We need to go look at a tree or go take a photograph of a tree. And once you learn to paint or draw what you see versus what your mind thinks something looks like, that when you open that door, then everything starts happening and you can do it really quickly because you're just, I'm looking at this bottle and I'm going to paint that bottle. I'm not going to paint what I think that bottle looks like. I'm just going to paint that bottle and it becomes a a quicker process. That's funny. You mentioned that when we, when I I think when I first met you, you were painting these, uh, uh, coasters for for somebody. They're ornaments. Yeah. yeah. And you were doing it as you you were talking to us or you were on the phone too. And you were just doing it and kind of just looking. I was like, how the hell is she doing that shit? It's yeah. just it's talent, man. Yeah. I'm always, I always have a, like a book or, a, you know, some sort of audible going on or music and people always want to see what I'm doing. And then I'm, yeah, I'm always multitasking. What kind of books are you into? Um, so I like classic literature. I was like existentialist literature. Well, that, that was big in that about a year ago and I had to kind of like slow down because <laughs> it was stressing me out a little bit. Like I read the myth of Sisyphus and oh gosh. Albert Camus and all that. And I love Camus a lot, but my favorite writer is Vladimir Nabokov who wrote Lolita. Okay. And Lolita is like my muse forever. What's, forever. I, I'm not familiar with that. What, give give us a rundown. Oh, um, <laughs> so it's a, it's a tender, it's like on the banned books list or was, but Lolita. Banned books. Oh, how do I describe it? Cause people hate Lolita and it's really? because it's about a man, Humbert Humbert, who has an obsession with young girls who he calls nymphettes mm, okay. and he falls in love with one. Dolores Hayes, a.k.a. Lolita, a.k.a. Lola, mm-hmm. and who I just share, which I think is amazing that I share her namesake. But um, he basically, again, I'm trying not to butcher this for everyone who hasn't read it, but he abducts her and takes her around the country. So okay. Nabokov was Russian, and he um, he moved to the United States. And a lot of people think Lolita was like a way for him to explore Western culture because in the book... Um, Humbert and Lolita travel all over the United States doing these things but um, that's what it's about it's very poetic it's a brilliant piece of work I'm just brilliant so do you do you typically listen or do you read Uh, because I'm so busy uh, audible is is my jam yeah and you can get in that mind that artistic mind space when you listen to music or books Mm mm-hmm Easier, I think. When yes. I used to draw, I would. I love yes. listening to music, yes. and I just drift away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I um, <clears throat> that book makes my listenings to like world's greatest runner, or whatever. Yeah. That sound boring as hell. Those bullshit books you read. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean I'm, it's. I'm a listening thing. to uh, biographies about Barack Obama or George That's Bush. Amazing. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. not not artistic. It makes it sound boring. 
Yeah. Well, I like poetry. I also write. I've published one book of what? poetry. What the yeah. hell? Uh-huh. What is it? You didn't what? have this in the notes. Yeah. <laughs> Can we pause and I'll oh, put this back in the notes? Down. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the book. Yeah. So um, my first art collection was called She is Circus. And it was exploring like a woman's crazy up and down emotional complex. And I wrote a book of poetry that corresponded with the paintings. And it also wow. kind of had to do with a really toxic, uh, bad person I was um, engaged with at the time. So <clears throat> he inspired much of it. But um, the the poetry, you can find it on Amazon. And, it's, and now that um, I have this book, I've written, that was a few years ago, and I've written so much more since, and I'm like, ooh, no one go find that because I have such better, you know, work <laughs> now. But um, I wanted to publish again, but again, I've just been so busy. So I do a lot of just... I'll put a poem up on Instagram or something like that. That's awesome. So, mm-hmm. is, so you obviously have future plans to write more books or yes. more poetry. Uh-huh. Do you? Gosh. Did you already have that skill set? No, no. Oh my gosh, no. And um, so, like ten years ago, I met this girl, Laura, and she was a writer and beautiful. I love her. She was so inspiring to me, and she's actually the one who introduced uh, me to Lolita and Nabokov. Um, but she was the writer, and I'd be like, "Oh my gosh, how are you? How are you doing that? That I none of it made sense." And she was like, "You just," and she kind of taught me. And it took a long time, and because you poetry can sound so trite and ridiculous, and the metaphors are just like cringy. Most so even famous poets that you see on Instagram a lot are just like, "Oh God, that's just you know." You just wrote that in different words, reconstructed. So actually coming up again, just like with art, something that's important, uh, creative, uh, done well, honest, um, it's it's challenging. But um, usually if I have a, a poem, I'm driving or something, and I'm like, oh, that's a good line. And I'll like pull out my, on my little notepad on my phone and type it out really quick and then hit it later on when I'm sitting down for coffee or something and write a quick little poem. That's very nice. So you you mentioned you you listen to poetry. You also listen to music. What kind of music you listening to when you're you're in your artistic moods? Um. So Lana Del Rey is my favorite. Everyone mm-hmm. knows that. Love it. But yeah, everybody knows that. Oh, <laughs> I mean, woo! Oh, I love her. Uh, I also like just um, uh, indie folk. Um. Let's see. I love Sufjan Stevens. He's brilliant. Let's see. Um. The Fleet Foxes. Okay. Yeah. Are you, do you play instruments or do you sing? No, no, no. Come on. Terrible. No, that, Not a I good fan. singer? No, no. Hmm. I was like, going to ask Real that. bad. Yeah. I That's wish bad I could. Real bad. It's I took your bad. question. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, can I ask it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me a different answer. Though. <laughs> so what is a typical day like? Because you're, you're also big into exercise, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. with your painting, you're starting up a business. What does a typical day like look for Lola? Um, so I'm my alarm goes off at 5:45, and I I kind of lay around in bed for a second, and then I try to sneak out because my kids have likely snuck into the bed with me, mm-hmm. and I have two little boys, and um, I go make my coffee, and I sit in front of the stove on the floor and drink my coffee, um, and then I get them ready for school. We're out the door by 7:30, and I get them dropped off. I always go to brew and bake in the morning. <laughs> Which say. is yeah. which is gonna be um, a little bit. Diff- I literally have been going there for like nine years, wow. almost every day. So there's gonna be like a little bit of a divorce that's about to happen. Is so, there is there a cool. big competition? I imagine this is gonna be like the East, like Tupac versus Biggie Smalls kind of thing. <laughs> I 
hope not. <laughs> I mean, I think naturally people will fall into the place that suits them. Yeah. My place. <laughs> <laughs> but it's going to be so different. Yeah. It's just a different vibe totally. So uh, I hope not. And I, I love them and respect them very much. Um, but then I'm off to work. Well, I've, so I've picked up pole fitness, mm. which I love very much. So I've been doing pole in the morning. Um, and then I go off to work and that, whether that entails me working at the studio on the paintings or on site, like doing a mural, like I've been in Houston this last week working on a mural up there and then, um, get the kids from school and then back to working out. So I go to the gym for about two hours in the afternoon, late afternoon, and then we go home and do homework and try to squeeze in food at some point. And yeah, bed kids are in bed by eight. Yeah. That's awesome. And mm-hmm. you work out every day? Uh-huh. And uh, the pole fitness, what what inspired you to, to do that? So Laura, the girl I mentioned earlier, she um, got into it and she was competing and she's total amateur just like I am. And she did really well. And um, I was like, man, I want, and this was a few years ago. I was like, I really want to do that. But I just didn't know how to facilitate it. And then I went to see her in August um, this last year and her pole is in the middle of their living room. And I was like, all right, let's do it. Let's have a crash course. And um, I took to it right away. And when as soon as I got back from Austin, I bought a pole online and it came in and I set it up in my studio and the rest is history. And you, because I have, um, because I work out so much, I'm relatively strong, you know, so um, it's not as difficult for me to invert or do um, more complicated combinations and spins and things, but what, I, I love it. What did the competitions look like? I didn't realize there were pole competitions. There are pole fitness competitions. So in pole, um, there are different avenues and directions you can take. So we all know about exotic pole, which is kind of what, you know, like exotic dancers do. There's clothing that comes off and then there's lyrical pole, which is more, um, dancing. You have a routine that you go through. You usually wear like a pretty costume and then there's pole fitness and pole fitness involves more of like the challenging power holds, um, more tricks. I'm way into the more pole fitness. Like I don't wear the pleasers, which are the shoes. The pleasers. They're called pleasers. So I don't do any of the clacking or anything, (laughs) which is totally fine, but I don't do that. Um, I, I, I'm barefoot and I'm in clothing that's comfortable. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm more interested in doing cool tricks up there. Did you do um, yoga before? Mm-hmm. Were you, yeah, because mm-hmm. that pole fitness reminds me of yoga. If you're able to hold your weight yes. on that pole for it's a long period of time. Yeah. Yeah. Strength and flexibility. Oh, man, that's intense. Yeah. Yeah. Have, has your pole ever fell? No. Oof. I've and seen some videos where it's... Yeah. I, my dad, um, he's like, well, you know, he, first I'll make the joke, well, don't go become a stripper or anything. And I'm like, all right, dad. But then he's like, have you seen, did you see that video? The the girl at... And I'm like, dad, I'm not going to look up that stuff. And I won't. Like, I refuse. If someone sent it to me, I just don't even look at it because I'm not trying to get that in my head. Yeah, I am so about that. Yeah. I don't like watching people getting hurt no. or anything because it, then it, it could become like a reality. For yeah. sure. It's not yeah. good for you. Planting the seed a little bit. Yeah, I have too much good. I'm not, I'm not trying to pick out the good, put bad in there. No. What, what other uh, exercises do you incorporate? Um, so at the gym, I do cardio, of course, because it's good for your, For mostly it's good for my, that little 30 minutes is good for my brain and my emotionality, but I lift weights and I'm all about the core, so I do lots of core stuff every day, but um, I'm new to the gym. I've only been going for, I guess it's almost two years and a few months, oh, so wow. um, 
before that I, I got really thin after I had kids and, um, thin and weak and just like my back hurt a lot and I want to be healthy and industrious for them. So as they get older, I can hang and do all the stuff that they want to do and climb the mountains and, you know, do the rope courses and all the things that kids want to do. So I decided to invest in getting stronger. So I've put on quite a bit of weight just from going to the gym, which is, which is cool. But yeah, I just kind of go in there and, and I'm, I know my way around now. It took a little (laughs) while. That's funny. Yeah. So what, I guess you, sounds like you just recently said two years. What, what did did you talk to a friend? Mike and I are are really interested in the fitness Mm -hmm. and, um, and you know, diet, nutrition, all that stuff. So what, who inspired you to get into fitness? Because it looks like you've been in for a long time. Yeah. Um, well, thank you. Um, so at Evolution, which was Powerhouse just not too long ago, um, Fresh and Fit was in there. Mm. Fresh and Fit, that she makes smoothies and things. Yeah. Um, so she had a pl- her place was within the, the, the gym. She had hired me to do a big mural on the wall. So I started, and the mural took several days, and I so I'd come in there, and I'd watch everyone kind of working out, and she was super fit. And I was like, hmm. I don't know. I'm not the, I'm not like a gym person. It's boring. You know, I want to be outside that kind of (laughs) just like not real fitness, but just like, just be, you know, active. And, um, I kept, you know, showing up and I was like, all right, I'm going to try this. And I started, I started it and it was hard in the beginning for sure. You've got like, cause I kept looking at the timer, like on the little elliptical. I'm like, Oh my God, I'm just 20 minutes in. This is so, this is the worst. And it's just not like that anymore. There's a process and it does take time. So when people ask me like, I want to get into it, but same thing with the other thing. I'm like, get ready to invest some time. It's not going to happen like that. You've got to show up and, you know, get over the hump. There's, there's always, there's a easy, it's easier to come up with excuses. I don't have time. Mm-hmm. That's the easy excuse mm-hmm. to say. Uh, do you do any running outside? Uh, no, during COVID I picked up running for like a little while. Um, and that was tough. Like of all the things, pole, weightlifting, all that running was the hardest, really? but I, I managed to do it for a couple months and then when the gyms opened back up again, I started running on the treadmill and then um, I'd hurt my ankle or something and adjusted to doing speed walking, like on an incline. Yeah. And someone was like, that's just as well. I mean, the same thing essentially. And I was like, Oh, that sounds good. So I just, I, I don't run anymore. It seems like your, your mind is going at a thousand miles an hour all the time. That's it why, is. It, <laughs> that's why like, I, I really think you'd, you'd get into, into ultra running. That's what Mike and I are hoping to dabble into this year. And what's that? You? It's just anything above a marathon. Uh, so marathon's twenty six point. Oh my gosh, two miles. Yeah. And um, we did a thirty miler. We we went from uh, here to like Jackson um, to the college. So wow. we were practicing, but yeah. we just want to get in that. That you get in a creative space that way too yeah, with running. Yeah, yeah. You probably you may have uh, saw that. I I accessed COVID. that a couple times. Yeah. And I was like, oh, because you know everyone uh, you talk about runners talk about it. Yeah. And yeah. I had hit it a couple times. And I there's moments where I'm disappointed that I didn't stick through <clears throat> the shift into when I stopped running and doing other th- other stuff. But yeah, I'm, I had signed up for Ramvar or it's a, it's a, um, a relay up in the, like up in the Austin area. Oh really? You set up a team oh, and you camp. I heard of this. Or Ramvar or something like yeah. that. But you basically have three, each runner has three runs. One is like three miles, hmm. like, 
five miles and eight miles mm-hmm. and you, it, it doesn't matter what time it is when you're up, you run. So it could be three in the morning and you've got to do your eight mile mm-hmm. run. I'm like, Aww. Oh my God, that sounds so fun. So then, then I canceled it, but I was trying to put a team together for that. That's we're, almost like, we were going to do that. Yeah. That was in a different, is it in a different, it's different here. state? Mm-mm, it's Which, here. Is it Dallas? It's somewhere, somewhere north of us. For yeah. Sure. We were going to do that too. I was trying to convince them, but they were less in running into trail running at that time. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that'd been weird to see you up there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's all, that reminds me of, uh, is it Cameron Haynes or David Goggins that does the four by four by four challenge or something oh, like that. My. So it's every, for a, for a four day period, you do four, um, miles every four hours. Wow. Yeah, uh, and a lot. It's so big now. Everyone, a lot of people I follow on Instagram are doing oh, that. No. Um, For four days straight. Yeah, Whoa. it's intense, and you posting it, and everyone sharing it. Yeah. That's the the fitness community is really inspiring and and it really is. great to be a part of because no one is bashing you or putting you no. down. No, man. When I when I'm on the treadmill and I'm like looking out across the gym floor and I've seen the same people for the last year and a half in there at the same time I go I'm. You know, I've seen their bodies change, and yeah. it, I'm just like, man, y'all are awesome. Killing it. Yes. So cool. Yeah. Something um, m- more recently that I've been getting into that, that Mike's been talking to me is, um, so I, when I first started running, I was listening to music, mm-hmm. and then I've been getting into podcasts and books more, but I've lately, I've been listen, uh, not listening to anything, and I find that I always come up with like these quirky ideas or uh, whether it's work related or this podcast related or, or something I want to yeah. go call, tell my family about, I really think you should give it a shot. I think it it'd yeah. just blow your mind away. Your mind is just going all the time. It, yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, yeah. And she That's gets all. that from working out. What is that article you read about uh, creativity? Yeah. So there is this article on, on New York times. Um, I shared with Mike earlier this week. I was like, Oh, timely article for Lola, <laughs> but it was saying, um, uh, it was saying that um, fitness or some type of vigorous activity stimulates creativity in mm-hmm. people. Um, it also enhances mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, you're, you're, we, we, when we see you out in public, you're always smiling. You're always happy. And yeah, yeah it just it oh, speaks man. truth to it. So I'm telling you that, that every little aspect that I invest in is there for a reason. It, and it was self-discovered. And I feel like it's a, I mean, it's easy. It becomes easy. It's not a chore for me to to when four o'clock hits to go get changed to go to the gym it's not it's just like yeah it's time to go work out Woo! Yeah, you know yeah. i get to go put my kids in the in the daycare and get to go just have fun yep and not have to work for anybody i don't have to talk to a client it's just for me it's i just time. yeah i get to go in there and and have fun that's very nice see what my body can do so do you do it every day or do you, or about how many times a day do you do it or a week uh, do you do yeah, it? Yeah, just about every day. Wow. Um, when I have to skip a day, it's only out of because I have to. Um, <laughs> in fact, last night I was reading about taking breaks because the doing the pole um, and the gym, and I and I actually started. I have I've had one training of jujitsu, which I want to get into. Oh my god! I where, know. where at? Uh, well, my my boyfriend he's he's a brown belt, and uh, so. Jason Wadley, who owns the Taekwondo um, studio just down the way from Stardust, actually, um, he he teaches Taekwondo. But I went and uh, my boyfriend came and we all trained together. But we, I rolled with them that first day, wow. each of them. And they're they're you know, especially John. He's a big guy. Um, I'm pretty sure he arm barred me and pulled my arm out. So <laughs> oh no. <laughs> so that 
out. It didn't hurt while you're like while I was fighting because your adrenaline's going so much. But yeah, about right. an hour later, and I was like, "Hmm, well, wow. this doesn't feel right." So that night, he kind of had to put it back into place. And I'm just that was that was about a month ago, and I'm just feeling better on my shoulder. Wow. Um, what was I getting at? What would what did you ask me? I don't remember. But do you put your kids? Are you going to put your kids into that oh, so too? They, they just started taekwondo this this Heck week. Yeah. Oh, it's so cute. They're little geese. Oh, they're so excited. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That's um. I, I think those. The more and more I think about it, because I got kids as well. The more and more I think about it, those types, the running, mm-hmm. the jujitsu. I think that's where I want to lead my kids into. Yes, and I mean the discipline, the self discipline. Yeah. Yes, because it's and it's not. With my oldest one, Piper, he he has a confidence issue, and that so that's my directive with him is Piper, you are good on your own. You don't need to copy that kid. You you, you can do this right here. This is you between you and and you know your master here. And with River, River is such a free spirit. He's just like me, just happy as the second he opens his eyes, he's ready to tell <laughs> jokes and have fun, and he needs just some like structure. Um, so his first, his first day, he, he was just bouncing off the walls and telling everyone, tickle my feet. I'm like, well, you can't, not right now. <laughs> I'll tap out, just tickle yeah. him. I'll tap out, I promise. <laughs> like, no, it's not the time, but he was so excited and it was just awesome to see them doing that. Yeah. The, the, the confidence that they get. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's infectious. Yeah. And I think it's, yeah, what we hear from the jujitsu gym a lot of the times is, uh, you have to think steps ahead and it yes. makes you more analytical. So, um, you bring that into your regular life as well. Mm-hmm. You start thinking about what I could do to prepare kind of like you do. You've, you've done the pole, you've done working out to kind of help your art and your art helps you working out. Yes. Um, so I think it'd be really good to build structure for kids. And then you also go in there and you're, you're nobody. You can get tapped out by, you know, yeah. a five-year-old girl yeah, yeah, yeah. real quick. So it humbles you. Yes. And then um, when you'll build confidence because you know, you can, you know, handle yeah. yourself mm-hmm. with another person. Mm-hmm. And then you just become more friendly because you're, that fear is gone yeah. that you would naturally have when you, you don't know what the outcome is going to be in a situation like that. Yeah. I think you just become a nice guy. I, I think it's really important for, for girls, for little girls to be in it. Uh, the more parents I talk to or yes. videos or testimonials I, I watch on YouTube, it's really important for little girls to get in that stuff. Oh, yeah, there's some in his class, and they're just the cutest. Yeah, it's awesome. So what else What else is planned for, for Lola? you got a lot going on. I know. Right now, um, like as of today, I'm just getting – so I have a lot of commissions. To, I'm, my books are always about two months booked out on artwork um and valentine's day is um mm. i scheduled my opening right at the oh, same yeah. time so i have a lot of valentine's paintings that are due so that's 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 getting those done and then getting this this laundry list of things um wrapped up for my opening so that's the right here that's where <laughs> i'm at <laughs> that's awesome yeah. We normally say this uh, for the end, but I feel like this is a long process. So, like, if someone wanted to get a custom Lola piece, mm-hmm. how, do, how do they even do that? Oh, they just um, um, find me and talk to me. Shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Um, it's pretty simple. Um, we do it. We can do it all through, con- like, Messenger or things like that. Real easy. Mm-hmm. And I've, we've talked before. I know you like to customize your own thing if you if they'll let you but you can also paint portraits of them or whatever oh, yeah, yeah whatever i mean the the list of commissions i get is vast it's all sorts of different 
some of it's commercial, some of it's personal, some of it's um, like one of the Valentine's paintings I'm doing. A girl wanted to paint, have me paint a nude of her for her boyfriend for Valentine's Day. So she actually came into the studio. Wow. I photographed her. And I'll paint from the photographs. I was going to ask. No one just sits there and, and waits to be painted, right? No, it's a, I've it's done a picture. Those. I've done those, but uh, just for time's sake, I, yeah. I can't do that a lot. Just straight Titanic style. Yeah. 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 Uh huh. Oh, people love it too. I bet, yeah, there's probably an experience with that mm-hmm. maybe mm-hmm. that people want to. Is, yeah. there, is there any difference between taking a photo and doing it uh, in person? Oh, yeah, like for what's, sure. What's the, I mean, the mood, I imagine, you get more of a real vibe, but what's. Yeah, um, so it's just different. I mean, yeah. they're both wonderful. Um, I did a portrait study class this summer, and we had models come in every week, um, nude models come in, and they would stand up on the stage, and we would draw them for two hours, and it's a really oh. neat experience. They feel liberated and beautiful, and then at the end, we get to show them all these drawings of them, Wow! and so it's a, it's a really neat little um, interpersonal connection happening, but, and the same thing happens whenever I photograph you, because they're nervous, you know, they and I have all these nude pictures of them in my phone. You know what yeah, I mean? And I'm like, I scary. promise I'm, I'm not that kind of person. You're safe with me. But, and then I paint these really, these really beautiful portraits of them. It's just a, a different process. So you teach a, do you teach the class at your art studio? I did. So I actually, I, I stopped teaching as of the end of, of this year, this okay. last year, just because of, again, time. But I'd been teaching for several years, but they would come to my studio and we would every Tuesday night. Is that something you're looking to pick back up? Because that's no. no? I imagine Why? that's a big passion of yours. It's it was uh, if I were to be honest. So I, I my first studio was a few doors down from my latest, okay. and when I wanted to move into the bigger one, I needed to make up the delta in rent. And I was like, okay, how can I have a secure amount of money coming in? So I was like, oh, I'll do teaching. That makes perfect sense. So now that. Um, I just don't need to do it anymore, but also it's a time, a time thing. But a lot of my students, I, they actually messaged me the other day. Um, they're, they've come up with their own art group and they're going to host it at Stardust. So oh. I get to see them all and they're going to be in there drawing and stuff. So I'll wander over and, and, you know, play with them and help show them some stuff. But anyone can message me. I have no secrets. I don't, I will show you everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I want you to do well. And I, you know, there's no. There's no secrets. So anyone could message me, hey, what do I do here? I would tell them what to do. <laughs> no. Or my best, you know, my best instruction. I, uh, I imagine uh, local people are probably inspired by you because I don't know how, I'm not in the art world, but I, I don't imagine a lot of artists in like Jackson that are successful. So um, I think, you know, classes would, they, they want to go learn from the, you know, the best. But also like a, teaching little kids, sparking their interest mm-hmm. early on mm-hmm. and bringing them in for like a, oh, a kid. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. I, I know you'd like being around kids. So that'd, mm-hmm. that'd be pretty cool to, to do for the community too. Like, you know, yeah. get the kids going. If they're, if, if things calm down again, which I don't see that happening, but um, <laughs> then yeah, but I, they come visit me. They bring me little cards and their parents will send me, send me videos of them drawing and stuff. And, oh, they love their Lola Stardust. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> where, where did you get the stardust yeah. um so in lolita there's a line of poetry which is my favorite are you gonna let me recite it no, no. I unless want, you I want to is it yeah go ahead okay. good please it's so good, good. Cop, bad cop yeah okay because everyone thinks it's from ziggy stardust david bowie which uh, i love david bowie but it is not from him although you know i love him um so the line reads okay so context um humbert 
and Lola um, separate. She she goes off to do her own thing, and he's in despair over you know the loss of his of his love. Mm. So so there's a very long poem, but the last line reads. Um, my car is limping, Dolores Hayes, and the last long lap is the hardest, and I shall be dumped where the weed decays, and the rest is rust and stardust. Wow. That's awesome. You got it. You got it. You did it. That's awesome. so good. You memorized that. That's awesome. She's passionate about that. I collect Lolitas. So there's like hundreds of covers that were made for this book, and I've got about 20 out of like hundreds. Oh. No so. way. And what, why was it banned? I guess because of the, the story. Because the content. Yeah. It's, there's there's um, romantic scenes, for lack of a better term. Um, that So most people think that the book, and again, it's I, fin- I feel like they're coming from a place of probably their own trauma or insecurity or mm. like, you just can't write stuff like that. That's so inappropriate. And I'm like, yeah, you, you're right. Like, that's not a good, that's not okay. That's not like what he did is not okay, but that's not the point of the book. Right. Um, you have to really like think in a big in a big way about how well this book was written. Was that banned recently? I imagine. No. Oh, it was no, a long no. time ago. Mm-hmm. I imagine no. with this culture today, it was a recent thing. Uh, Lolita is loved by like quirky little college girls who <laughs> that you know they love they love to love Lolita. So your your coffee house are you going to be selling art there too, or people can can grab? I'll hang my paintings that I have available um, on the walls out there. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's very nice. Are you going to do the traditional coffee art? No, no. you don't <laughs> want to go that far, huh? Some of people's suggestions, I'm like, no, not so I'm not going to do that. Yeah, you got to do your own thing. <laughs> I really I have my own ideas. Yeah, no, you need to stick with that because yeah. you're building something that's going to be brand new. Yeah. I really like the direction uh, downtown like Jackson's going to. I know, isn't it amazing? It's got an Austin-y vibe, like what you said with Bodega, mm-hmm. you know, they're like a, uh, an old gas, they're renovating, you know, uh, is that the right word? Yeah, they're renovating. They're yeah. renovating the gas station, so it's got that little vibe, uh-huh. and you're going to be next door, yeah. and um, I like it. Yeah. Um, it wasn't always this way, no. but now you can go, and, you know, hop from place to place down there, and it's... Uh, it's, it's positive too. Yeah. We need more artists to go down there. And there's a lot of, art, oh yeah, there's a lot of artists, uh, there's a lot of art in like Jackson on buildings. Mm-hmm. Did you, have you done any of that? They're mostly mine. Really? Did yeah. you do the, what is the Mexican place? Uh, okay, downtown? so the Frida Kahlo. Yeah, no, Frida. So there's another, there's another big artist and he works mostly in West Columbia, but he, he, he's under the moniker um, Gonzo, I think. No, not Gonzo. That's somebody else. Oh, darn, I forgot. But he does a lot of work in West Columbia, mm-hmm. and we both bid that job, and she went with him. Oh, okay. oh yeah. wow. Yeah, either way, it would have been a success. Yeah. But oh, what what are some of your art in downtown so people could know? Oh, I, my gosh. Interesting. Um, Maybe the, the bigger ones. Um, so downtown, I did most of Polypop. Um, um, you know, the flowers on that building. Um, Across the street? Across the yeah. street, all those. There's a couple buildings down. I did all those. Um, the grape taste. Oh. oh. I mean, the they're they're all over the place. There's the angel wings too? down there. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's more than I, I even knew. I yeah. knew like a handful of them. but Many in Freeport, many in Houston, Angleton. There, it, Angleton has my biggest one right across from um, Dirty South. It says, love yourself. Yeah. It's huge. Oh, yeah. I did that one last summer. Did you do the wing one? Mm-hmm. Um, in downtown Lake Jackson, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. where you can stand and have the wings. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow, people love those uh, little picture-worthy yeah. uh, paintings. Yeah, on, the, on the interactive back walls. Yeah. murals. Yeah, that's like that mural in Austin that uh, mm-hmm. "I Love You," that popular yes. one. You see that one everywhere. And there's a little, there's a little um, 
copycat over in Angleton too. Is it really? Yeah. yeah. I yeah, haven't seen that, that one. Uh-huh. Is that artist known in, in uh, Austin or is that just some random art that was never I'm supposed sure. to be art? I'm <laughs> sure. I mean, I have no idea. They covered yeah. it, it up is. not too long ago. No, they did Well, they and covered then, it up and, and then redid they re- it. redid yeah, it. Yeah, so yeah. They were, Austin was pissed. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, that's part of our whole how, thing. How have dare you? Have you done any in Austin? Um, no. no murals in Austin. You got to get over there. Yeah. There's How too do you, many artists. So I moved there. Okay, so everyone, when I was just starting, I was like maybe two years in, everyone was like, you have to move to Austin. It's like your place. It's such your vibe and stuff. And I was like, you're right. <laughs> this is a couple of years. This was six years ago. And um, I went and I hated it. Oh, Why did you hate I it? love to visit Austin. It's fun. But living there is just not the it's same. Yeah. It is expensive. There's so many people. So like there's all these free events, but you have to fight like thousands of people to get to them. So you don't actually get to go because you've walked now four miles from the, it's just yeah. none of it made sense. And in terms of art, everyone's an artist there. So you just get lost in the in the bowl of, you know, right. and I did, I did an art show there, um, downtown Austin. It was a group show, which I won't do anymore, but, um, it was a group show and the people who organized the event were so rude and Uh-oh. just no, yeah. I was just a, a ticket for him. Like another, they put me like in this corner and just, yeah. no, I don't like, uh, I'm originally, I don't know if you know where Dripping Springs is. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I'm from. So I grew up in the Austin area. Mm -hmm. I feel the same way. Traffic is, is terrible. There's always, um, the music scene, um, was, was, I guess popping when I was growing up, but Mm -hmm. parking was terrible. Yeah. $40 a parking spot. It's just awful. The food though, you can't beat the food. The food's amazing. Mm -hmm. The food is good. Yeah. I think, um, we always compare things to Austin and Texas at least. And, uh, you know, you got the whole Joe Rogan moving from California and Mm -hmm. they think they're going to make, you know, Austin like California, Yeah, but we can make our own thing. And I think y'all are doing it. And like Jackson with the business owners now, uh, I I think it's going to get to a point where it's people want to be there. You know, I know the people that I rent from Corey Anderson, he owns a lot of the spaces down there. They're such a, like, I cannot be more grateful to them because they really, he really does want to see me succeed. Um, he believes in me. He believes in his other tenants that are down there doing well. Like it's, uh, and they have a kind of agreement that you, there's no competition within, um, under his umbrella. So like they won't bring another artist in under him because I get that spot. And same thing. If there's a girl doing lashes, they're not going to bring another lash girl in because she gets that spot. That's, that's really, really cool. That's mm-hmm. really great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You mentioned the uh, Lake Jackson kind of kind of booming right now. I think that flow from um, Pearland is starting to come this way. I mean, Pearland, kind of Iowa County or mm-hmm. I- Iowa Colony, I guess. Um, that's starting to drift down here. Yeah. Before, you had to drive to Houston to yes. do stuff. Just in the last, I would say, three years, oh, right? Yeah. Sure. It's kind of been uh-huh. booming there. And yeah. the whole dry county thing, not a lot of bars would open down there. Yes. And, um so you didn't have anything to go to. Everything closed, you know, it used to close at like 10 yeah. or 9 uh-huh. or something. Chili's was the place that stayed yeah. open. Yeah. yeah. And Taco Bell. And you go hang out at Walmart. It was like if you want to go do anything mm-hmm. else. So Lake Jackson came a long way. It has, yeah. yeah. It's neat to be a part of it. So we're we're an hour deep, Lola. Yeah. Where, where can people find you? Um, you want to just plug your social media? and sure. then. Yeah. We'll also put it in the little videos. Yeah. That so, way they can click on it. Um, on Facebook, the best way to, to get to me is just my personal page, which is Suzanne Lola. And then um, I, I have business pages for Stardust Art and Coffee House, as well as my art, Lola Stardust Fine Art. And the same thing on Instagram, um, 
at Lola Stardust Fine Art and at Stardust Art and Coffee House. And if you're interested in watching my poll journey, that's on there as well. Awesome. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on. It's been it's been really fun. Like I said, yeah. you you got an infectious aura about you. So keep doing that. That's Thank awesome. You. Thank so. you very and much. And I don't know if you did you mention you're opening on the twelfth? Yes. Yes. 12th. Yes, Friday, on the twelfth, February twelfth. So we'll try to edit this before then and have it. It's a pain posting to YouTube. I don't know if Mike's told you, but it should oh, okay. be good. We'll yeah. get it. So thank you y'all are awesome. Awesome. Thank well, thank you, you Lola. Mm-hmm. It was it was very fun. Yeah. Bye.